Hi, my name is Dave Pryor. Welcome to Leading Agile Sound Notes. Before we start with the podcast, I have a few things that I'd like to mention. The first is that we've set up a special email address where listeners of our podcast can send in questions related to Agile, Agile transformation, basically anything about Agile at all. Just send your question to soundnotes at leadingagile.com. You can send it in text form, you can send a WAV file or any kind of audio recording of yourself asking the question, even video would be okay. What we're going to do is take the questions that we get, and in a future podcast, I will be joined by a few of our enterprise transformation consultants. We'll talk about your question. We'll talk about some possible solutions, some ideas, some things you might try when you get back to work, so that if you've got something that's going well, you can make it go better. And if you've got something that's not going well, we'll give you some suggestions or strategies for things you might try to change to make it go a little more smoothly. So again, any question about Agile or Agile transformation, just send it to soundnotes at leadingagile.com. You can send it as text, you can send it as an audio file, or you can send video, whatever's easier for you. We just like to get a lot of questions from our listeners so we can start to incorporate that into the podcast that we've been doing. Again, soundnotes at leadingagile.com. The second thing I want to mention is we've set up a special discount code for podcast listeners who are interested in taking one of our CSM or CSPO classes. You can find a list of all our upcoming classes by going to leadingagile.com slash training. We're currently doing classes in Atlanta, New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Washington, D.C., and San Jose. So just go to leadingagile.com slash training, find a class you'd like to take, and enter the discount code SOUNDNOTES to receive 10% off the list price. Now, onto the podcast. Hey, this is Dave Pryor. Welcome to Leading Agile's Sound Notes. So this is a special kind of an interview. This is a follow-up to one that we did recently um, with Katrina Coker about having a personal accountability partner. And today, I'm very fortunate to have her actual personal accountability partner, <laughs> Olga Krynova, who is who works in Dallas uh, as, a, as a project coordinator. Um, Olga, thank you for taking time out of your evening for the interview. Oh, you're very welcome. So... Um, before we get into all the personal accountability stuff, can I ask you a little bit about your background? You don't have much of a Texas accent. Okay. <laughs> um, I came from Russia about one year ago. Before coming here, I used to do different types of projects. Um, my favorite were business development projects, and it's not meant that it's kind of a sales project. It is something that you just get into a business startup and you do whatever it takes for the company to grow. Sometimes it's just a really small small startup, which includes just an idea and somebody else. Sometimes it includes a little bit of money. Sometimes it doesn't include any money. So I was doing this type of projects, and they were my favorite. Um, I came to Texas about one year ago. Uh, I just had a chance. I was not seeking to relocate to U.S. I was really successful back in Russia. Um, it just happened. I won my green card in a green card lottery. And I took my green card and just came. I wanted just to have a look if it's good here or not. <laughs> and so far, I like it here. And I decided that I'm not coming back. So, so you did a lot of startup work back in, in Russia, and now that you're in Texas, you're working um, as a project coordinator. You've done a lot of construction and other types of project management work, correct? Uh, well, right now I just do assist administrative assistance for a relocation project, and uh, I used to work with construction projects back in Russia. So 
not right now. <laughs> okay. And were the startups that you worked with, were they focused in a specific area? No, they were totally different. Totally different. The main point for me was just a business, just some organization, somebody bringing money to the owner. It was the main essence. Okay. And I didn't really care about the in industry. So I think that, I mean, to me, that's a big, big makeup of what makes somebody a good PM is that, especially if you've had the chance to work at a startup, because like you said, it is, you do whatever you have to do to keep, get the thing up and running. It's yeah. not specific to one, like, this is my job and it's all I do. You do whatever you have to do. <laughs> yes, that is true. It's my favorite. You know, my, my biggest project was, by the way, it was a construction company. And when we just started, we had literally nothing. We started with zero investments. It was just me and the owner. And we only had two smiley faces full of hope <laughs> and energy. And we somehow, we managed, you know, it was really tough. Like first year, we were literally dying, <laughs> dying, trying to get some some orders, get, into, get some clients when we were nobody. So it was really hard. But then we managed. And now the company is working. It's fine. It has about, I think, 15 people staff. Wow, that's in the, great. In the office, and I don't know how many hundred in the fields because we don't count um, construction workers as, a, as an internal staff. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, this is my favorite. <laughs> cool. All right. So let me ask you about the personal accountability stuff. So... Katrina mentioned that that was something that you approached her about. So I'm assuming that was something you had had in the past before you came to the States. Yes and no. Uh, I've never had accountability partner, I, but I knew that it exists. You know, it's not popular in Russia. I mean, not everybody knows it. Only somebody who is involved in a lot of education and is interested in personal growth, they somehow get to know, they're getting to know about something like accountability partner. And this is how I got to know about it. I was involved in some activity. I don't know, remember which one. But I never used it before. Okay. On the other on the other hand, I was accountable. So I know what it is to be accountable for doing actions every day to achieve your goal and but it was another project. So So that I was more work related. Yes, it was more work-related, and it was not personal. It wasn't personal. So I kind of knew about each of the options, but I never used accountability partner personally. Okay. So how do you define that role? Like, how would you explain it to somebody? If they, if they don't know anything about it, what would you say a personal accountability partner is? It's just somebody to whom you call every day, in the evening before you go to bed and just say out loud what you've done today to move closer to your goal. Just that simple. So why is the out loud part, or I know you guys texted as well, why is that an important part of it? Yes, we, uh, well, yeah, eventually we decided that texting will make it not easier, but we have really different schedules, and it, it, it will just make it possible. So. Okay. 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 <laughs> because, you know, all the other attributes of this process, they are all tentative. 
the only thing which is important is that you have to do your steps towards your goal and you have to report about about them. It's the only obligatory thing. Okay. All the rest is tentative. So what what goal like what's an example of a goal that you would set for yourself? Um I have in general I have a really large goals which can which cannot be sometimes achieved within a year or three years. So like one of my goals is to get a new job, but this is really short term, I think. So it can be achieved within a year. Um, I also have among of my goals to get married. Okay. Um, and I don't know when it's going to happen. You know, maybe it will happen in 10 years, but still I have it among my goals. Okay. Uh, in general, like for myself, I do have certain criteria for my goals. Um, it, it, is, it, it must be something bigger than just than just simple action that you can just schedule and do. You know, if you can just schedule something, put it in your daily planner and just do, it's not a goal. So it's, it's something action. bigger, a little more audacious, yes. more grand. Like, yes, for me, it is either something that I don't have enough resources to achieve or I don't know how to achieve, but I just have this resulting image in my head. This is my goal. And I have no idea which way to go to get there. So so things that you're going to need to figure out how to achieve. Like yes. you said, you can't just go do it. Like pick up the dry cleaning. Yeah. is not That's just a task. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of people, when they come up with these things, these goals for themselves, if it is something that is not easily within reach, they tend to kind of just not do anything about it and just let it sit there. How do you motivate yourself to find the resources or to find the information? I mean, what? how do you push yourself to do that? I never push myself. <laughs> I believe in goodwill. <laughs> I believe that nobody can push them, uh, themselves. Uh, it's just a dream. I can't help it. It bothers well, me. I cannot, I cannot sleep. I have it when I, I have it in front of my mental vision. Okay. I can't help it. I so, don't have to push myself. It pulls me. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. So how do you how do you stay motivated? So let's take the example of the job. So you you mentioned that one of the goals that you have is to get a new job, and yes. um, there's lots of jobs out there. I'm assuming there's a specific type of job, either a position that you want to to get mm-hmm. or a certain salary or something like that. Um, yes. How do you figure out how to get from I have the job I have now, and there's the thing okay. that I want. How do you figure out how to get from one place to the other? Uh, normally, I just try different options. I just take the first, the very first option that I have on top of my mind and try it. And if it doesn't work, I take the next, and so on and so on until I get the result. Okay, so I just I'm gonna echo this back to stuff that we teach people at the company that I work for. So um, you got these big things that you want to do. And in order to get to those states, to get to the place that you want to get to, you're taking these different approaches, trying different things, seeing what yes. works and what doesn't, making changes along the way. And and each day you're having a, a meeting or 
a point in time where you check in with somebody else. You, you say to them, I'm going to do this tomorrow, and then you check in the next day to see if you've done it or not, or to report back. Yes. Okay. Um, and you are also, the other person's also making commitments to you as well, correct? Um, yes. But in general, you know, the, ma- the main commitment is that you have to report. Uh, uh, it, it's not... The commitment of the sort, like, I have to do this and this, is not done. You just commit that you will do something, just something, whatever you will consider, um, whatever so, you will consider so necessary. Let's, so let's say that, that you and I were partners and you said, um, I want I want a new job tomorrow. I'm going to update my resume. Um and is it, wouldn't it be my job the next day to, if you didn't bring up the resume, to be like, hey, what's up with your resume? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got what you're saying. So we don't report each other on the plans. We okay. only report on the steps that have been already done. Okay. Each day, yes. All right. I and- was thinking, by the way, it's a, good, it's a good point. I was thinking about that we should, that we can be, um, testing each other in the morning, like what is planned. But then I decided not to bring it up because honestly, I do have it. I always plan. My life is very planned and I always have planned for tomorrow, but I don't want to push Katrina to do that. Maybe she doesn't. <laughs> okay. And I have no idea. And on the other hand, you know, you need to stay stuck to the very essential thing and the very essential thing is that you do actions and report on them only two of these and nothing else like you can do something more if you want but you don't have to so if you if you say i'm going to work on my resume and you work on your resume and send it out to six different companies that's okay but the main thing is that you're meeting the goal that you set from the previous day or that you set for yourself i guess yes yes and and yeah, and sometimes it happens that you will not go down to sending resume or you will not go down to writing a resume, but maybe you will work on some other goal that you have because you don't have only one. You have five to ten, say five to ten. Okay. And how do you keep track of the, the, the plans that you make for yourself? Mm, well, I do have, I, I do keep track, but it, also it's not obligatory. Um, I have an Excel file. I worked it out for myself, and I shared it with Katrina, and she liked it. And as far as I know, she is using the same for herself right now. Um, yeah, I, I just worked it out for me. Um, it, it's it's a really it's it is done in a really good format, which gives you just a snapshot of all of your goals on. Literally on one screen. Okay, and how often do you update that? Every day. Every day. Okay. Do you, so you're yeah. all, are you adding new things all the time, or just you kind of make a plan and work through it, and then add a bunch of new no. stuff? Mm-hmm. Every day, I just go through all of the ten goals that I have set, and I write in a little cell, Excel cell. I write what what has been done today. So it's kind of for myself, and then I report to Katrina. I can report all of these what I've just written there or okay. just one. 
whatever I pick. <laughs> so do you find that that's um, a fairly motivating thing to be able to reflect on that and see, hey, these are the things that I finished in the day? I think it is motivating for everybody. Yeah, I think it is. Okay. And so then you, you'd share that with her at the end of the day. And if you don't, if, so she would, she would know if there were things that you said you were going to, or that you had planned to do that you didn't do, correct? Would she be able to tell that? No, no, she will not. No, ah. she will not. So like I said before, we don't report each other on the plan. We just report on the result, what has been done for today. So she is actually not aware of what has been planned in the morning. If I have done specifically, so this you could thing, totally get away else. with not doing anything all day if you wanted to. Uh, no, you cannot <laughs> get away with this. <laughs> I'm just joking. You cannot. <laughs> but the, so, but that's that, so that's I guess that is sort of an important point though, because um, I, for me, with an accountability partner, one of the things that I found was one of the main motivators was I committed to somebody else and I knew that that person, his job was to come back and be like, did you do this thing? Mm -hmm. And my fear of him coming back and asking me is what actually got me to do the thing. <laughs> but if you don't have that, it places a lot more responsibility on your own, on your own shoulders. So you have to be your own personal accountability partner as well as having somebody else help you with that. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay, so that's, I mean, that is, you're a very goal-oriented, very focused person. Were you always that way, or is that something, a skill that you had to develop? Um, I think it just developed during my life. Uh, I, I relocated, I wasn't born in Moscow, so when I finished my first education, I relocated to Moscow to, just to live and to make money. Um, you know, it's like somebody who was born in Dallas, moved to New York. This is approximately what I've done. Sure. And uh, I was aiming to be settled there, to get my real estate there, to live and work there, to make a lot of money. And uh, I achieved it. And I think I just developed all of these skills during this way. Okay. Of course, when I, of course, in the beginning, when I was silly and not experienced, it was really tough. <laughs> <laughs> so tough in no. what way? T tough in... Um, um, well, the fact is that I was really home child. I don't know if you have this term here in the US. Like child, uh, very much uh, surrounded by the parents' care who, who cannot take care of themselves. Sure. We, I don't. I, I don't know if we have a term for that, but we do have that. <laughs> Lots of that. Okay. Okay. This. This is good. <laughs> so. So a lot of it was you becoming more independent. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I felt a lot of difficulty. I literally didn't know how to talk to people. I didn't know how to approach every trouble. I. I didn't know anything. I was very. I. I was very much grown inside of my room. And then I came to Moscow, like I came to New York. Wow, what do I do with this? <laughs> so that's a pretty big switch, though, from being somebody who's not very comfortable <laughs> talking to other people. I mean, not only to move to Moscow, but then to move to, to Texas. I mean, that's a, you've got to talk to a lot of different people if you're making this kind of moves. Yeah, that is true. That is so true. How did you get past that, The you know, whether it was nervousness or just not knowing how to do it? How did you overcome that? In Moscow or coming from Moscow either, to either Texas? one, 
Either one. Because to be a project manager, you've got to be able to talk to a lot of people. Of course. Well, when I just came to Moscow, I was very far from being a project manager. So I just handle. I didn't handle really anything. I was just suffering. <laughs> Everything was so huge and difficult, and I didn't know what to do. I was just suffering and just doing something. I was just doing something. And then over years, I got my experience. And honestly, well, when I was moving from Moscow to Dallas, it was really, it wasn't easy. And the first time here, it wasn't easy at all. Um, but, you know, life is really manageable for me. Like, I feel my life really manageable. You seem I know like a pretty to- empowered person. I mean, it that's the idea of moving to another country and not knowing anybody is terrifying to me. That's a huge thing. Well, thank you so much. (laughs) It doesn't mean that I don't have the stress. I do have it, but I feel that situation is manageable for some reason. I don't know. I feel this strong point inside of me. So when you're facing a situation like I've moved to another country or, you know, I'm trying to take on a new job or I'm trying to get better at Mm -hmm. talking to people, um, there is a lot of stress in that. How do you yes. coach yourself or talk to yourself or convince yourself, like, it's it's okay. I'm just going to try it and see what happens. Because a lot of people tend to shut down um, when they're facing something that significant. Because it's a scary thing. Let's take a simple situation. I didn't well, have a car. And okay. here you cannot get anywhere without having, having a right. car. Right. So what do you, okay. so how do you, and I'm not asking about the car itself, but. Being in that state, that sort of helpless state of, I don't have these basic things that I need, how do you carry on? I mean, how do you kind of talk yourself through that? I think I just handled, like, I think I just handled my needs. Like, what what do I need? I need to get my groceries at least once a week, and I need to get some clothes to wear when it's hot, because it's hot here. And I somehow either asked for somebody to take me to the store or yeah when I needed my groceries I was asking for somebody's assistance but I was ready that they can say no and I would just continue finding some other way that's what I was talking previously like you continue trying different options until you find that works find the one that works like for groceries it worked for me that my roommate would take me to the grocery store once a week you know it's not really convenient like you may need something in the middle of of the week or you can run out of something but you will not die you know and that's enough so prioritizing the most important things and making sure that you're at least finding different opportunities to have those things addressed Yes, I guess so. So, yeah, first is different opportunities. And another thing that I was using is that uh, I don't have to see the entire way from point A to point B. Like, you know, when I got the opportunity to get hired, finally, like I work right now at Cultural Awareness International. When I got this opportunity, I got to know, um, well, they scheduled interview. They say, can you come then and then? I, I replied, yes, I can. Do, do you think I knew how to get there? No, I had no any idea how to get there. So this is, you know, kind of a skill from my uh, venture project management. You say, yes, you will figure out how to do it later. 
So yeah, I said yes. Then I picked up my phone and started calling everywhere, just to people who didn't really knew me. But I needed somebody. So, no matter how, I needed to be there. And I found somebody who will take me there. And it wasn't directly somebody whom I called. It was somebody whom I called, and they called to somebody else. And then they finally um, addressed somebody to me who could just pick me up in the morning and bring me here. But on the other hand, when the next day I was going to this interview, do you think I had any idea how to get back home? No. It's the, the very same way. You just act step by step. And many people just don't have this skill. They I, always need, need to see the entire way. And if they don't see it, they say, oh, it's dangerous. I'm not going there. Yeah, that's a pretty massive thing, what you just described. I mean, it, I think it ties back to Agile pretty well, but um, the idea <laughs> of taking just the one step and then figuring out the yes. next step from there. And, and it takes a lot of courage, too. Um. Honestly, yes, thank you for acknowledging that. But I think it's just a skill you need to decide to make this step. And it's really scary. I am scary every time that I'm doing this. But there is a rule, natural rule, that there are no empty spaces in nature. Like situation when there is no way out, it just doesn't exist. But human mind just doesn't believe it and my mind still doesn't believe it you know when I have all of this experience I, I am still scared but trust me every time that you step up to the point when you think what to do next something will come up so is yeah. how much of it is you just deciding well I'm scared but I'm going to ignore it and figure it out anyway is that part of it yes yes it is um, I, I of course it's scary and I'm doing it every time when I don't have any other Options, like I had to get to this interview, and I did it. And that, and that, I guess, ties back to the startup idea as well, because when you're in that situation, yes. you really don't. I mean, you've got to make payroll. You've got to get work done. Um, yes, like that. And so you don't really have the luxury of being too scared enough to just shut down. That is true. I think I'm thinking that I got the skill, and I think I got it from my very first business school. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask if it was like a Russian thing, but I guess it's a yeah. schooling thing. <laughs> yeah, it it was, you know, it, yeah, I guess it's a schooling thing, thing, and it's from my very first business school, but it was kind of a venture business school. It was not like, okay, children, let's sit down, let's open up the book, and please learn these two pages by heart. It wasn't this way. They were just given tasks, and just you had to come back with the result, and they didn't care how, how you're going to do that. And if you don't do it, you just exclude it from the school. This is this just that simple. <laughs> yeah. So you've got, either got to get it done, or you're you're over. It's like a, like running yes. a company. Okay. Yeah. So with the personal accountability, um, I get the sense that for you that that is a, a part of it is you just having someone that you can report to because that helps you stay focused. In your interaction with Katrina or with anybody else that you've worked with as an accountability partner, are there things that you have learned about yourself through that interaction? And and I'm, I'm asking because I'm trying to make the case. I, my hope is that after listening to these podcasts that more people will okay. be inclined to try to find an accountability partner. Um, so <laughs> what, what have you learned about yourself through that interaction? Oh, you know, every time it's the same. It's very predictable. Every time I'm getting to know that I'm too weak, too slow, too dumb, and all of this 
kind of pretty hard on yourself. <laughs> oh no! Uh, honestly, at the time, this is these are the only things that I'm discovering, <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> well, okay, so how much time do you guys spend focusing on positive stuff? Uh, do you mean me personally? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because that's an important part of it. Um, I don't think about it. Okay. I just. I just, I just act. <laughs> Very driven for the things you have to fix. Yes. Okay. I don't think about positive, negative. Now, you know, the fact is that um, I am always trying to find people who are stronger than me, who achieve more, who may be more smart, more successful, and all that. And, of course, when I'm comparing myself with them, this is what I see. And this is normal because I was looking for that. That's okay. That's totally fine. This is even good. You know, if you compare yourself with your surrounding and you only see that you are the best, you gotta you got to leave this place. That's awesome. So why? I totally agree with you, but why? <laughs> because you want to develop. Okay. You want to be better. So you want to be surrounded by people that you, you perceive as being stronger than you in some aspect because that yeah. drives you to be more of course. aggressive with what you're trying to do. Of course, and it's going to influence me if I want it or not. That's that's really great. Okay. If somebody was um, looking to get, if somebody was was to ask you, um, why should I find an accountability partner? What would your answer to that be? You know, uh, for all of these types of questions, how to motivate yourself, how to make yourself do something, I would quote uh, one um, one Russian celebrity. Do you think how to motivate yourself? Don't think about it. Stay in the mud where you are. This is what he said. And I would just quote it. <laughs> stay in the mud. You don't have to motivate yourself. Just stay in the mud. And so, this is what he said. I totally agree with this. Can you explain it a little bit? Yes. Um, I don't. Yes, because I think that people or somebody either wants something, wants to achieve, and he does that. Or he doesn't want anything, and he doesn't. That is only goodwill. Your own goodwill. You okay. are to decide. If you want to move or not, you don't have to motivate yourself. If you are happy with the mud, where you are, just stay there. Okay, I think and I understand. If you are, yeah, and if you are unhappy, you will be moving. You don't have to motivate yourself. You can't help it. So to think about how to motivate yourself is a waste of time because if it's bad enough, if it's painful enough, you'll do something. Yes, think so. Or if you want it enough, you'll do something. You won't have to spend time thinking about how to get yourself mm -hmm. to do something. So that's pretty cool too. That's pretty profound. Okay. So if if somebody was was thinking about either finding an accountability partner or offering them to be an accountability partner uh -huh. to someone else, are there things that you would um, caution them or warn them or want them to be aware of um, like one of the one of the things that that Katrina mentioned was that when you're going to do this you really have to be ready for the feedback that you get from people because it might take you by surprise um, are there things about it that have kind of surprised you that, that you would you think other people might want to know about before they get into it no I think it I think it's really simple you just go ahead take and do that um, yeah just be prepared that you will have to be reporting even when you're too tired to do that and when it's too late to do that. Yeah, and honestly, I didn't expect that I will find somebody 
similar to me in another country, but I ran upon Katrina and I just I just grabbed this chance. <laughs> so the level of trust is an important aspect of this. Yes, I think so. I okay. think so. If you don't trust, you will not be able to be open. Yeah. All right, so if people want to get in touch with you to ask you questions about how this works or just kind of, you know, ask you questions about what you've gone through in this process, is there any way they can can reach you? Yes, of course. Everybody is welcome to reach out to me using my email or my LinkedIn profile. Okay, cool. And I'll include both of those in the in the show notes. Thank you very much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. And thank you for helping Katrina as well. Yes, thank you so much. 